0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Karo's Living. This is such an exciting day. I have a super cool person on today. Um, We met a few months ago, and she is just a lovely human to be around. She is super creative, always keeping me inspired, and just such a joy to be around. So today, I'm with one of my friends, (music) Kara. so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me. I am so
1: excited. This is
0: like so we're doing this virtually. She's in Seattle right now and this is the first time so we're learning together just doing a podcast. I'm so excited. So I wanted to start I think with how we met Cara. If you want to tell that story of how we met. Okay that this
1: seems like ages ago, when really it was. I, was like, I mean, it was really not that I long know. ago when you think about I it. Um, but we met the very beginning, that was very beginning, very beginning of our freshman year of college. Yes. School, like classes hadn't even started yet. And we were just like in the orientation phase right. of school. And we just so happened to be placed in the same little orientation I, group. I think it was maybe eight right, of us at small. most.
0: It was small. Yeah, it was so like, super to small. Be, I feel like, oh my gosh, one hundred percent. We both a little background. We both go to Seattle Pacific University. It's it's like four thousand students, right? I Something think, like yeah. That. I think about okay. Yeah. Um. And I remember our group was in the like freezing gym, and we just like listened to these like lectures. What were they on? They were about like orientation stuff. Yeah, just learning. I don't but, know how to be a freshman right and then I was trying to think back because we found out we have something pretty unique in common and I think I was trying to figure out how we brought that up I don't know I think maybe you had that's a good question maybe you had your computer and I think I noticed your I stickers. Did. I think that Isn't was definitely
1: that, how we we first like I think so became more than just friends in an orientation group. I my phone had been broken and so I've been lugging around my laptop to just text my friends like my roommate and stuff like that and on my computer I have well what we had in common first like what we first noticed was we like have a love for indie blue oh my god Um, Yep, I'm wearing her shirt right now
0: so
1: yep I love you say it back a classic that was I think that might have been the sticker on my computer that you recognized
0: and then I saw the other one we'll get Mm -hmm. into so breaking news what we had in common was we both run like our own little company and so we're going to get into Cara's story hers is all things utensils and I think that's how we first and I probably like bombarded Cara with questions because I was so (laughs) like I never met anyone that like had right a company like at our age so oh my gosh that was so cool Very crazy. Very crazy that we just had this connection. I know. And like, okay, so we're going to get into this. Um, Me and cars companies, they're very different, but in a way, I feel like they're very similar. Like how we run them, we're both just like independent. Like we don't have anyone we work with. It's just all us. Um, And so I want to get into, Cara, you should just explain what is all things utensils? Okay. All Things
1: Utensils.
0: Yeah. All Things Utensils is
1: my, it's my company. It's my small business where I make, I make handmade apparel. And then I, I really do specialize, which is why it's called All Things Utensils. I specialize in making rings out of recycled utensils. Um, and I started, I started this company in April of 2019. Okay. So approaching the two-year mark which is crazy so what, to think what
0: year was that was that was in high school that was high
1: school my like more towards the end of my junior year in high school okay and that's when I officially started in I consider my official start date the day I posted my first Instagram yes. um, picture just explaining what it was and I was like ready to sell my rings to people um but I, I actually started making rings before that. For my 16th birthday, um, my parents got me all of the tools to make spoon rings for my 16th birthday. Um, and that's what I had asked for just because I had seen a, I'd seen a video about it or a guy actually was selling them. And I was like, I feel like for whatever reason, I feel like I could do that. And so for my birthday, my parents got me the tools. And this is what I think is so great about like social media nowadays is you can literally learn anything right. off of the internet. Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah.
1: Um, and so through YouTube, I just looked up tutorials and I learned how, and it definitely was a lot of trial and error. It's not something that just came to me and I was like, wow, this is so easy. It was something that I had to work up to, to be able to be like, okay, I think I'm at a point where these are good enough to sell. Um, and so that took... It took about a year for me to build up to that place, but you know it was worth it. I had a long time to prepare.
0: Yeah, and now I'm here. So your grandparents just did they randomly just give you the remaking stuff? Well, I I had been talking
1: about it and explaining to um, well I explained to my parents that I I wanted to do this. I wanted to try. And so they had been collecting up just like utensils that they'd find at maybe thrift stores, antique shops, wh- wherever. And, you know, I started building those up. And then eventually when I got the tools, I just, I
0: started making them. Um, and the rest is history because yeah. It's flown by. Oh my gosh. Um, cause that was the next thing I was wondering, like, so you learned a lot off YouTube. That's what you were saying. I would say I've
1: learned almost everything of how to make them Um, and just that's without YouTube I probably wouldn't be able to because I had all these false notions of how how spoon rings were made I thought you had to heat up a metal and use like some really hot fire or something to like even get metal soft and I was completely wrong had that been the case I probably wouldn't be here but yeah, I through YouTube and like I said I, I owe a lot to the internet for allowing me to to learn something like this because you know, I did and and that's it's been so cool. That's
0: what's just so cool is like now there's a platform where you can really like you can go up and look up anything and kind of like just learn it and study it right. and wow. That is just so cool. And I was going to ask you for your rings, do you have do you only use like spoons or can you use like forks and knives and?
1: Yeah. So I feel like for whatever reason, spoon rings are really like the term, like kind of the universal term, but I do use, I use forks as well. Um, And knives I usually don't use just because they're a little bit thicker um, and harder to bend. So I tend to stick with mainly, Spoons and forks, but different different types of metals, like I, some stainless steel, some sterling silver, um, you know different things like that so
0: And where are you finding like all the utensils? Is that thrift shops and
1: Yeah, mainly secondhand shops, so you know it can be smaller um, thrift stores like in my hometown on the island that I live in, or they could be bigger chains like Goodwill, stuff like that. Um, In Seattle, especially, I've been trying to get out and find as many as I can because I'm sure that there's some really cool ones out here.
0: They have some cool, I bet, I bet. So, yeah. And it's like affordable too, you know, like that's great. Like you don't have to spend that much on the actual like product. Exactly, Um, exactly. And like describe your ring making like, what do you need to make a ring? What do you have? So I
1: ha- you know, spoon rings, I feel like are becoming a little bit more popular. I've been seeing a couple of videos pop up all over the place and it's kind of funny to see because I think everyone makes them a little bit differently. Right. Um, and so how I learned how to make them and how I still make them and I'm, I'm trying out some new things. Um, but right now I just have a ring mandrel Um which is just like a cylinder, it's like a ring sizer. So how you can bend it to certain sizes. And then I have a vice that I hold it in and a rubber mallet. And those are really my three main things that I'll I'll use to bend the ring. And so I just, you know, you just hammer, you hammer at the utensil with the rubber mallet to get it to shape. And then I use a Dremel, which is basically just like a small saw Um, and it'll cut through the metal. And then, you know, you file down the edges so that they're not sharp. And then I use a polisher so that before I send out the rings, I want them to look as nice and clean as possible, mm-hmm. especially getting them at thrift stores. A lot of times they can have a little bit of rust and stuff just from sitting there on the shelves for so long. So I do polish them. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Wow. It's, I feel like
0: it's pretty simple in like materials and like tools you use. Uh, well, but- yeah. And car really sp- she like had a Christmas like during Christmas break you had that collection. And I bought a ring for my mom and my really good friend. They are just like they're so smooth first of all. Like you <sighs> like really and like oh my gosh, I was in a jewelry class at my high school and just like my ring was just not it. It was just like not <laughs> you know to get like that rust off and like make it look shiny but yet right. still have that like look. It was, yeah, they wear them all the time. They're just so cool. Uh, Thanks, Eve. It's just, oh, I love it. And I was going to ask you, do you have like a ring-making studio or is it just in your room or on your desk?
1: Yeah. So
0: that's actually a funny
1: question. So when I started, I was living, at the time I was living in Arkansas um, and my house in Arkansas, I was on the second floor. Um, and in my room, I had this just tiny just built in desk like it was just built into the wall and so that that was my little ring making area um, and my poor parents their their bedroom was right below mine and so when oh I would my head, god and a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times I would school was always my first priority, and then rings were next. so I would try and do all my schoolwork and plus I was in I was working other jobs and then I was a student athlete so Whenever I had free time, I would make rings. And my free time just happened to always be late right. at night. <laughs> um, and so I know I would keep my parents up just hammering away. Um, but now that I we've moved and we, we live in Washington now, um, we have a little art, like I guess we call studio. It's really just the office um, and at my house. And so that's where we store all of our stuff. So now I have a design t- designated space for it which is nice um and yeah and then I go back and forth between my house and then my my aunt and uncle's house because my uncle is the one who has the polisher and the dremel so he graciously lets me use that stuff too so it's kind of like a double a double space but
0: yeah oh my gosh and we also have to talk about because you released some clothing right too I did. I call it merch, merch. but yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, did you you released rings first, and yes. then what decided to do the clothing too or the merch? You know, just...
1: um, that was kind of just on a whim. I I feel like I've always been, I I guess the term would be fashion also, forward. I'm
0: just Cara has like the best style. Like you are always. Oh my God, thank you. I just look up to her, so that makes so much sense. Like you know, that's also a passion of yours.
1: Yeah. Fashion. I, I love fashion. I think for me, you know, grow. I mean, we're, we're teenage girls, like growing up, there's a lot of insecurities just about, you know, you know, your body and your appearance and stuff. And so for me, fashion is what I use to just express myself. Um, and I always knew I wanted to incorporate that somehow. Once I started a business, I was like, okay, eventually I want to see if I could, you know, weave in fashion in there somewhere and it didn't work out for a long time, long time. It was just rings and I was okay with that. Um, But then, you know, somehow things just fell into place. And then I was in a place where I could start designing some, what I call merch and I released it and it was super cool. Um, And all of that is for the most part handmade too. I I'll order um, the sweatshirts and stuff from these like, chain chain places and then yeah you buy them in bulk but I do iron and like heat press all of the stuff on there myself so that's really fun because yeah each one then is still unique even though they're all the same design each one is made a little bit differently (gasps) which I really like so it's super cool
0: that's something I wanted to do with spread the love is just like order you know a bulk amount of sweatshirts or something and then just like hand stamp them on there or something. It's so (gasps) cool. I didn't know you did that. Oh my gosh. So that, was it a sweatshirt and like, what else was it? It was a sweatshirt? A sweatshirt and then sweatpants. Okay, I was going to say.
1: So they are technically a set and they go together. They're basically like the same design, even though they look different just because the sweatshirt and sweatpants are just different shapes, but they are meant to like go together, but they're sold separately Um, and I was kind of nervous just because my, my brand is all things utensils and there was no really (laughs) utensils involved in the clothing. So it was kind of just something I was like, we'll try if people don't like it, it's totally fine. Um, and if they do then that's great. And people did very graciously, they, they liked it and it was so cool. So cool to just knowing that people were wearing something on their bodies that I made is just so insanely cool to I still
0: remember that when I was at high school and just like seeing people wearing spread the love stuff. It's just like, is that real? You know, just like, so crazy. um, I, I was going to ask you kind of about, so I would kind of describe, I don't want to compare your company to Indie Blue and like Lonely Ghost, but it has that like You do so much with graphic art, I feel like, and it's such like a graphic unisex, like it's for both women and men, kind of just like play off that. And I just, I really look up to it. I think it's so cool.
1: Oh, well, that made me super happy that you said that because, and like you said, like I I don't try and copy her brand at all. But I definitely drive a lot of my inspiration from her because I just like you said, I look up to I look up to Indy a lot in the things that she creates. I'm like, how does she how does she do that? That's so cool. I want to do the same thing. Like I wanna create a community with my company. And so I think a lot of what I want to do with my company, I've seen from her, and I'm trying to figure out my own ways to do that. Um, so that it looks differently, mm-hmm. but at the same time it is, it's like the similar thing. Um, and yeah, both Indy and then Tristan, Tristan as well. Tristan has spoon rings. So both of them,
0: huge inspirations for me. And you're just doing your own thing. Like, it's just so cool. And I definitely would spread the love, especially like I've always wanted to kind of make it more like unisex, both men and women, um, And it's hard because some of, like, most of my designs are for girls or, like, women. They're more, like, feminine. And it's just, like, I really look up to all things utensils because it's just that, like, perfect. It's, like, graphic art mixed with, like, creativeness and quirkiness. And it's just, I just love it. I just love it.
1: No, I definitely think getting that, like, unisex brand, that's something that's really hard and something that i kind of have to push for a lot of the time just because i mean like you said my main demographic i would say are are girls my age um and a lot of them are like my friends which mm-hmm. are girls Same. um and so anytime i can get a guy to it's buy just, great, or right? just wear
0: something oh. i i get so excited because i'm like this is this is it's awesome so it's cool. something new and then i had to talk about too the you created stickers too So you have, she has the all things utensils and like the pink font and you Mm -hmm. have, it's so cute. It's like a little soup can. Yes. It's like a
1: Campbell's Campbell's soup can. So the Campbell's soup can was the first, it was actually my first like ATU logo that I'd created. And I'd created that during the summer, um, of 2019. And it was just me and my little sister messing around. She, she's also really good at just like art um and so we were just messing around doing some things and i wasn't sure if i wanted that i didn't really have an atu logo honestly before that um i would just post random pictures and so i knew i wanted to eventually create one so that's where the can came from just random inspiration i'm sure i literally had a can of chicken noodle soup and saw it and i was like oh let's copy it um but yeah so i had that and then it never stuck i i just didn't think it was going to be the face of ATU, but it was just going to be a cute little design. So then I actually ended up reaching out to another one of my friends from high school. Um, He had his own like graphic art and he did like custom logos and stuff for just a bunch of people. So I ended up reaching out to him and that's where the ATU logo, I don't know if you remember, it's like, it says all things utensils, but the the two L's in all are like a spoon and a fork.
0: Yes. Do you know what yes, one I'm talking I about? Do, okay. I do,
1: So yeah, that was my first, it, it's like my baby. It's so precious and he did such a good job with it. It's like a very simple logo, but it got the point across. And so he did that one, that was my first. Um, and I love that one and I still, I still use it all over. Um, but I've officially, I would say I've matured, I've upgraded to the pink one. Um, <gasps> wow, that's one that I've cr- I created myself this summer, um, which is, it's just like a funny story. I worked at a farm um, over the summer. And so when I worked at the farm, I, spent, I just spent eight hours sitting on a truck basically. And one day I was bored and that's where this pink All Things Utensils logo, I drew, individually drew each, each of the letters in the logo um And like colored them in and everything to get them how I wanted, and then you know just through my a little app on my phone, I like layered, and then that's how this one came (gasps) to be. So
0: that's yeah, that's what it is now. So it's so fun because like the letters are like wavy, and it's just it's so good. I I sometimes feel like the simplest logos are just like right, just that like foundation. Mm -hmm. Spread the love. I think. That's something I want to work on, like, this summer is, like, coming up with an official logo because all my shirts are, like, I've always come up with a different design. And yeah. so it's kind of confusing. It's, like, which one is the, like, actual, you know, logo. Yeah. I just think it's so cool. Like, sometimes simple is just the best, you know? Yeah. Simple gets the point across. I love it. And then I, I'm just curious, like, what was your, like, family and friends' reactions, like, of getting ATU out there, starting that whole thing? Yeah. Um, so so like I had said,
1: I actually started making rings when I was sixteen, but didn't actually create ATU until I was seventeen. Um, and so that in that time frame when I was practicing and like just learning how to make rings, um I I was actually making them for other people, but I was giving them to one, like family members, like my my grandparents, my sisters, my parents. I would give them rings just for fun because I'd made them. And then I would also give them to like friends as birthday gifts. Oh my gosh, Um, yeah. And so by doing that, not purposely did I do it this way, but it kind of got my brand out there because... If I gave them to a friend as a birthday gift, then some of their friends would see it and be like, oh, that's a really cool ring. Where'd you get that from? And so then they would tell them, oh, my friend made it, you know, for me for my birthday. You should just ask her. And so it it was kind of just like people spreading the word for me, which was really cool. cool. Um, But yeah, my parents and my friends, my family, they were all super supportive Um, and I'm not going to lie. I think at first they thought it was more of a hobby than it was like a business. And I mean, I would say probably the same for me. I didn't start this with any intention of it growing to what it has become now. Um, but I did just start it because I felt like it would be something fun for me to try. Um, and it's it's expe- exceeded all of my expectations to anything I could have ever
0: thought it would be. So And I just feel like for both of us, like our businesses, like we're, we've kind of relied on our friends and like family, you know, to really spread that word. Mm -hmm. It's a mainly community based thing, but we're in college, we're other places. So it's like spreading the word outside of those like walls, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The word of mouth is very powerful. Um, and so it, it does really help, especially like small business, you know, we're not, we're not all around the world essentially yet, but we w- eventually could be. Um, and yep. so that's why getting people to spread the word like that, even if it's just one person to one friend, um, it's, it's, it's so helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, going off that, I wanted to talk about, so both our companies, ATU, STL, that sounds cool. ATU, STL. Yeah. Um, both our companies are run through Instagram and I wanted to ask you like, what have been the good things out of that? What have been the challenges out of that? Yeah. Cause the whole thing. So. Okay. So
1: I, I, th- I like that question because I think it's been super fun running my company based off of Instagram and it just, I think there's a lot of negative things about social media nowadays in, and I've seen I've seen some of the negative things myself, not through ATU, but just being being a girl on social media. And so I think having some companies that are fully run through um, like apps like Instagram are so cool because it allows for this like positive side of social media to come out. Um, but running a business through Instagram, it's been super fun because I don't have a website. Um, it's something that is in the works, and I would love. To eventually have, um, but because I run everything through Instagram, everything is basically run through me. I'm the one who I message all of my customers, and I I do all of that stuff. I make all the posts and interact with all of, you know, the people. So that's been super cool because I'm I'm a part of every single process, um, and I think for me like that helps people to understand that I really do love this company so much, and that I want it to be like just this good I don't want people to think that you know I'm just doing this for the money or anything so I think running it through Instagram allows people to see that I'm involved in every single process and that I, I really do care um which I like um but then you know there's also the downfalls to it because I am involved in every process it's it's hard it's time consuming it's very demanding and so if if I don't sit down and put a lot of time towards it, most likely won't get things done. And so I think that's why it could take me a long t- a longer time to, you know, put things out, put collections out, do that kind of stuff. Um, so there's both positive things and negative things, but overall,
0: I love it. Yeah. And, and we, we yeah. had talked about that in person, just like how important it is for both of us. Like we just love like having that connection with whoever like buys your rings, whoever buys, you know, clothes or merch. Um, and I think that's been really cool about Instagram, but yeah, like going off of that, when you run a business, like on your own, it's just like, it's draining, especially as like a teenager, like you were a cheerleader. Um, you know, we have other priorities as a teen. So like, how did you – you said you'd mainly, like, do rings um, at night or late at night or when whenever you had the free time. How did you, like, find the time with all of the stuff as, like, being a teenager to do that?
1: Yeah. um, I think the one thing – because – I, I, had a, I loved doing it. I realized, like, I loved making rings and I liked doing it. Um, and had I not had a love for it, I probably wouldn't have done it just because it, it was very time-consuming and I had to do it all on my own time. No one was going to create time for me to do it. Um, so because I loved it so much, I allowed myself to, you know, to spend my time doing it and I would, whether it was 1 o'clock in the morning that I had to be up until to like finish making a collection or whatnot. I, I would do it because I, I loved it and I would rather sacrifice like sleep or whatever just so I can get it done because I thought it was so fun. Um,
0: and yeah, so I loved, I loved doing it just, that just cause so, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, that's, you know, it's so important to just find the time for things you love. Hmm. I was watching this video the other night. Um, just about like creativity in general and how like it's just like a muscle we need to exercise more, you know? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's like a really cool. And it's like on the flip side, if, you know, running a business is very exhausting, very draining. So you also need that time to like step back for a minute and be like, whoa, like why am I doing this? What do I love out of this? And like re-realize that again. So it's just that like creative process. So cool.
1: I think, yeah. Honestly, wow, that was so powerful. And something that I'm like, wow, that resonates with me a lot because I know for me, as much as I did love ATU, after I'd done it for a while, I I did. I got to that point where I was like, why Why am I doing this? It It is. It's draining. It's exhausting. It, You know, not that I hated it, but it it made me feel super tired sometimes to the point where I was questioning why I even did it in the first place because it it stopped feeling worth it and I stopped having that same like sense of love. And so I I can relate because I did get to that point and to a point where I did, I almost stopped ATU, which is like crazy to even think about that I almost did. Um, But then obviously I continued on and it was probably the best decision I could have made. but. Yeah, it's just like finding that balance of when when to work and when to stop. Right, you
0: know? right. And I think we were both kind of talking about this in college because, I mean, Cara didn't bring her ring stuff out to college, you know, and like, it was just that like, you don't have your ring stuff, so you can't make rings. I wasn't really doing it, spread the love. And in some ways that kind of made me realize like how, because I wasn't sure going into college, I was like, do I want to continue spread the love? Was it just a high school thing? But kind of just that, like, realization, like, maybe that time was good because it's like, oh, this is something I really, like, want to keep doing. And it kind of, like, re- recreated that, like, passion, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. In like I said college is very different than high school. And so that free time that I used to have and to make rings in high school, it looks completely different now. Um, and you're, you're in a completely different environment and it's, it's hard to keep up with it. And so, you know, finding the time, whether it's just every break that I'm home, I crank out as many rings as I can, like I did over Christmas break and right. Or just finding ways to just continue to engage with, with like, I know with you too, it's like, we run it through Instagram and so keeping up with our Instagram pages, like that's hard to to continue to do while you're in school and school is becoming more demanding. Um, so, yeah, finding, like I said, like a balance, it's something that I'm still working for through sure. and still trying to figure out how to do. Um, but I think it's preparing me for the future when this will just
0: continue to occur. Yeah. And it's, I just thought it was so cool. Like, I felt like it was the perfect time that I got to meet you because it's just like we're, you know, we've only known each other for a few months, but like our businesses and our companies have like connected us. I feel like, and I feel like I've known you for like a year, at least, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's like, crazy. What? um, and just like, it really opened my mind. Cause I was like, wow. Like there are people out there just like creating and doing awesome stuff. And it's just been so cool. So, um, I wanted to talk to you. What is like one of the happiest moments you can remember from ATU? I'm sure, like, that's a good question. That's a good question. You know?
1: Yeah. There there are so many. There's so many great things about ATU when I think about, like, moments that truly just made me happy. Um, I'm thinking of a few, but I think I I know the one that would be, like, top. Um, So was that over the summer? Yeah, I believe this was maybe more towards the end of my senior year or more during the summer um but it was a collection like my happiest moment probably with atu was a collection that i put out over the summer it was a collection in honor of the black lives matter protest um and i want to say that i put out maybe maybe 10 rings um i'm not sure the exact amount but this was a project that my sister and i spent a lot of time on she helped me a lot um but we put out a collection of rings and each ring was an honor of a, a person who unfortunately lost their lives due to systemic racism. Um, and we just wanted people to be aware, to read their stories and to not forget. Um, and so we, we put out these rings and then one of them, I I happened to have a like utensil that I I believe it said St. George's Cafe. Um, and I don't know where that is. I don't know. I should probably do more research on it because I think that'd be super cool. But I happen to have a ring that just it had the name George on it. And George Floyd was uh, was a huge name that was really well known during um, the protest during the summer. And so that specific ring um, I put out as a bid. And normally I don't do like, have people bid on rings normally I just set a price and someone will buy it but I was like you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna see if this works out um and see if people are willing to bet on bid on this ring and so I put it out no no expectations I honestly was expecting maybe maybe 35 maybe 40 dollars at most for this ring um to be bid on and the bid ended up just getting so high and it wasn't even it wasn't even the money that made me happy for this ring it was the fact that people were intentionally really wanting to support this cause because this ring all of the money that was made from this ring was going to go straight to um donation it was going to be donated in his name to his family um to fight for george's cause and so i just remember just i would refresh every time just to see people commenting on because i was like people really do care, which is so awesome. Um, so yeah, it ended up bidding so much higher than I could have ever expected. And then the money, we donated it straight straight to his family, which is so awesome. But I definitely would say that was my happiest moment because I think that was the moment that I realized like, that you can really use your business for good. Yes, there there are ways to this. do it.
0: Yeah, like, wow, that's just so cool. It's such a like... Even though like our companies are smaller, you know, you can have a voice no matter you know what right, no matter, size, what. you know, the impact that can be made is just so abundant and big. Wow. That's such a cool story. Thanks. Wow. Um, and then because I was gonna ask you about your collections. So when you release because I was realizing our companies are kind of similar, like we'll have We'll have like stock for a certain period of time, or you'll pick out utensils like your Christmas collection. How many rings did you have?
1: I in total, I ended up selling a little over a hundred rings in that week. So, and, like each day, you would do a different. I think it was a different amount, probably about twenty twenty a day, because I think I did a collection like each day of the so, week.
0: So, like our companies, like will kind of we'll send out or like all buy stock of shirts. Right. And then we'll just have mm-hmm. them and we'll sell out. And then we work on creating like more stuff. Right. So I just think, and then I noticed on your Instagram for that, like people would comment when they want the ring they wanted. Right. Right. And it's kind of like a first come first serve.
1: Basis. Yeah. I've I've played around with the way that I do it and I I still haven't found a way that I'm like in love with. And these are the times where I do wish to have a website because websites are so easy. It's whoever gets there, you know, they buy it themselves. They do all the work. Um, and then whoever gets it does. Um, but for me, it's just finding a way because I sell everything through Instagram, finding a way to do it one fairly so that everyone is happy and like no one feels like they they were duped or anything like that But then also finding what works best for me because i do have to kind of control everything um and so it did start off as like a first come first serve so i would post them and whoever commented first that they they were like me i i want the ring they would get it um but i've kind of switched so now I'll put out a collection. People will comment, and I'll I'll set a time. So like the collection will be open for maybe like five to nine, just a random time. But maybe five to nine, and then at nine o'clock, I close the bid, and I just will put all the names in like a drawing, and just randomly select a person. So that's the way I've been doing it for a little while, and it's it's working. I like that. Um, yeah. But like I said, I'm still trying to find a way to make it fair because sometimes you know people will come on every ring and they just don't get randomly generated and then they don't get one. Um, which to me, I'm like, okay, that wouldn't be fair, but I'm still not sure how to do it. So that's when I'm like, okay, I really need a website because then I wouldn't have to do that anymore. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. And it's, I think it's different for you, too, because the utensils you're finding are like thrifted or, you know, they're unique. So you don't have like multiple of the same. Right. It's it's always
1: so fun when you can find more than one of a design because it's so cool. But most of the time, yeah, like you said, because they're thrifted and um, just from all these different places, most of the time the really cool ones, at least you only have one. And so only one person will get it, which does make it exciting because then I think if you're the buyer, then you know that you're one the only, only probably one know? of the only people in the world that have something like that. Um, but then again, there's all the other people that wanted the ring too, who didn't get it. And I always do. That kind of breaks my heart a little bit that I can't ever find like bulk of all these
0: utensils. But, but it's kind of cool too, because it's just not like, you know, one of a kind, you know? exactly and so both our companies you know kind of started in our community right how like what were some steps you took to kind of or what happened to kind of get it out there a little more past and we're still figuring that out you know like yeah most of my people that order are people from my high school or whatever but yeah that
1: that's a good question yeah Honestly, so my, my following right now, afraid to you, it's still relatively small and I've heard for small businesses, like hitting, hitting the 10,000 mark, like whenever we were, are to hit 10,000 followers on it, that's when. People are like that's the turning point. That's when people. Wow,
0: I didn't know that. This is what
1: I've heard. I I was just talking to someone about it, but they were saying that once my small business hit ten thousand followers, and so you get the ten k on Instagram or whatever, then you'll see. You should see like an exponential growth. Just because I I think it's kind of just like social media culture. If you have a k, you know, if you are, you know, have k amount of followers, um, people just consider you more more legit, more like a, like a real business, I guess. Um, and not that only having the 700 followers I have now, doesn't make my business legit, but just in, in people's views, like that's what it is. And so I'm right now, I think I have maybe a little over 700, which is like a smaller amount, but I'm so grateful for it. Um, but yeah, like you said, like it just, for me, it's, I started out so small. I started, only people from my high school were buying my rings. And I I loved it that way because I would take the rings, bring them to school and like, hand them out during my passing periods. It was so fun. Like a way to meet people, right? Yeah. People who honestly, sometimes I probably didn't even know this person went to my school, but they would buy one and I would be like, well, now I know you, which is so cool. And so I think a lot of it, I relied on those people, those people who from the first collection they bought, and then they would like post it, I would always ask if they could like take a picture and put it on their Instagram story and then tag me because then it, it kind of just gets the word out there. And then through that, people are like, Oh, that's a cool, that's a cool ring. Like, let me check it out. And then they find it. So that was how it started at first. But like you said, like it really remained in my high school. And I wanted to, obviously grow it outside of people, in my high school, but that was just hard to do because I was so confined. Um, And so slowly, I think just through, like I said, word of mouth and just friends telling friends, um, maybe they told a friend that didn't go to my high school. And so then you would get just that, you know, random person from a different place. And so slowly it started growing like that. Um, And I mean, still my main I think my main source of like buyers is from Arkansas. But, you know, now that we are in high school, like, like I said, like even meeting you. So now I have a follower in like Colorado and college and things like that. So just slowly, like it would get out. And I think for me, I know that this was like super unique to my journey, but I moved um, after my junior year of high school, I moved to a different school for my senior year um, to completely different state. And one of the reasons that like I made the friends that I did while at my new school was because of the rings I was wearing. They just noticed them and they're like, those are super cool. Where are they from? And I would just, just slyly be like, oh, yeah, I, like I kind of made them. So then that way I kind of got some new followers and now Washington. Um, and honestly, I'm this like shocks me to this day because One of my goals from the start, from starting, I was like, how cool would it be if I got a sale in every state of the United States? How cool would that be? But that was like a dream. And then slowly, I would randomly get these orders from, from random states sometimes, states that maybe I'd never been to states that I'd been to maybe once and people would buy them. And I was like, how, how did they find me? And so I think it's just social media. My Instagram is public for that. So I think they just maybe came across it and would buy it. So slowly I did start getting orders from different states and I I'm sitting, I think at 25. So I'm officially Whoa. at half, wow. um, which is Cara, very exciting, so very cool. exciting. But yeah, so I'm not sure. I just think, obviously I have my friend group they're my tight-knit community that helped me spread spread my company super far but I think just all the people all over the world they're in my community now too and I love it because now it's just slowly getting out there and so yeah I don't know I think it's just something that kind of fell into place for me and I'm super lucky that it happened that way but yeah and I
0: think I think that's so cool. Cause it kind of just touches on the idea of, like you can make an impact, like no matter who you are, you know, Right. even those like smallest things, they can have an influence. And, um, yeah, that's just so cool. That's so cool. Um, so I was thinking about before I interviewed you and you know, this podcast is called Keros living. And it's like that day to day, like moment to moment living. And, Just like living in the present. And I was thinking, this is so cool because it's also kind of going off that idea like making something extraordinary out of the ordinary. Um, And I was thinking about you and I was like, this is so cool because Kara's business is around like an everyday object, something, you know, that we eat with. But your slogan's like, not just for eating. Um, And you've like molded it and shaped it into something so unique and different. And you've like changed the concept of it. And I was just like, how cool is that connection? Oh like Kara is literally turning an everyday object into something unique. Um, so I just had to say that in there because I think it's that's so I think cute. it's such a it's like a Keros living company, it's so cool.
1: Oh, I love that, and I love I love that idea like of your podcast just
0: everyday Thank moments you. becoming extraordinary. I love it. And yeah, I think. I think a big start of why I started this podcast is just like I'm a person that easily gets like bored with like the everyday, the routine, like everything over and over. And I think creating, like spread the love, making this podcast is just a way for like the everyday to just be different. Right. And like I feel like even for you with ATU, just like you're turning everyday and everyday object into something unique. But it's also like it's created your days to look different. Like you're meeting new people, you're creating this business, you're creating. And going off that, I was gonna ask you like, how do you think ATU has like changed your perspective on maybe everyday life or how's it impacted you? Yeah.
1: I think that's a very prevalent question right now. I mean, yeah, we're we're freshmen in college and I mean, I think from the day that we are born, we are prepared for the future. We're told that we need to plan ahead and we need to think about what we want to be. I mean, that's essentially what the question is, like, what do you want to be when you get older? And when we're, when we're literal, we're we're able to dream and think of, you know, these outrageous careers that we want to do, maybe firefighter and ballerina. And at the time, those are like dreams. And then as you grow up every year, you're asked the same question. And then just as you get older, you're told that it needs to become more realistic. And for me, I'm such I'm such a planner and a dreamer. And to me, that's such a dangerous combination because I can dream all of these things, but I can't actually plan them. So it, for me, it's like, how do I choose between my dreams and my plans? Um, and so coming into college, I chose the path of planning. I was like, okay, I'm going to go into college. I'm going to study pre-med. I'm going to go to pre-med. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to study physiology and that's, that's what I want to do. And, and I was trying, I was trying so hard to keep my view on that path. I really wanted to just plan it out and be confident that I could do that. Um, and I was like, you know, I'll continue to do ATU, but if eventually one day it just is, I'm not able to do it, I'll quit. I'm done. Um, And that was hard to decide, but I really wanted to just stick to the planning because that was the more realistic thing to do. Um, And then as I was in college, I just realized I am not the planning type. I would rather dream big than stick to these plans that I may not even fully be willing to pursue. Um, And so through that, I kind of went through just a phase where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew that I had this interest in business and and you know, entrepreneurship. And so I I somehow I came to the realization that maybe I want to switch, switch my, like my studies. And so um, it was a big decision for me, I would say like a big defining moment when I switched my major over from pre-med to business administration. And I think it was such a great choice for me. So now I am, I am on the path to study business. And I think it's something that I am very passionate about. And as I have a little bit of experience, maybe it's like on a smaller scale, but ATU has helped me realize that I, I think small business management is something that I could see myself doing. Um, and it's so cool. And, and it's weird to think that something that started for me as a hobby, I'm now thinking of seriously. Yeah. Pursuing in my real life is it's crazy and weird, but I love it at the same time. And
0: we've, we've had, we've talked about this, but I think for both of us, it's just, we've always been the people, like, we want to make an impact, like, we want to, and I remember you asking me about this, like, could, and you, she interviewed my mom, and about Graceful and stuff, and um, just, like, I think a business is such a way to, like, have an impact. Yeah, and that's something
1: that I think I mean, maybe for you too, that you kind of struggle figuring out, you know, that you can use your business to make a good impact, but it's just a matter of how, How? like, what does that look like? Because, and I think for me, I use this like explanation a lot, but one of the reasons that I was drawn to pre-med is because it's a field that is geared to serving other people. And no one can really tell you that you don't, because that's what healthcare workers, medical field workers do. And I admired that so much. And I knew that deep down in my heart, I wanted to serve other people. I knew that. And so I thought that the only way to do that was to, to be like a doctor or something. Um, but then as like my, my, you know, passion started shifting and my interests were changing. I was like, okay, I still have that desire in my heart to serve other people, but in a business, it's not, it's not just going to be served to you on a silver platter. You have to make your business that way. Um, and so figuring out like, one, is that possible? Like, is that realistic to do? And then two, if it, if it is, then how do you do it? And I think talking to your mom about graceful was like it, like in that moment, it clicked for me. Cause I was like, she was able to do it. And that means that mine's obviously not going to look the same way because hers is a restaurant. Mine is, is like rings, but just knowing that it is possible is like so
0: cool. And it it just made me like, it clicked and I was like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. Oh my gosh. And I think, I also kind of think about our generation and how there's just so many different like jobs nowadays. There's like YouTubers, like creative outlets, you know? And I feel like entrepreneurship and like business is such like, it's really like coming more popular than like a nine to five desk job, you know, like no one really has that anymore. Um, That's so cool. Wow. And so as we end, I wanted to ask you, what are like some future goals for ATU? What's coming? What can we be on the lookout for? Yeah. Um, I would
1: say right now my main goal is to start my and like put out a website. Yes, I think that me would be super cool to have a domain that people can go to and you know they can see everything that I've done and what I am working on um, and in that I want to like include like I'm I'm really interested and I really enjoy like videography. And so I want to get more into that, like creating actual promo videos for ATU. I think that would be super cool. Um, and then still like on the path of getting a sale in all 50 states, that's still a goal of mine. It'll be a goal until I hit awesome. 50 states and then I'll start maybe doing a bucket list of countries that I want to sell to. I don't know, something like that, but we'll start, we'll start with the states Um I have some more merch that I want to put out and actually allow people to buy because those were a hit. So I'll do that. But I don't know. So oh, There's so many things that I want right? to do. Um, I love And, that. you know, being in school, it's like I said, finding a balance of what can you do while you're in school, not really able to do all the hands-on things. But yeah, we'll see. I think, I mean, I think for you and me both like getting, if we were able to get like, Not necessarily an A-list celebrity, but maybe someone with a bit of a following. That's always so cool if you can get someone like that. So I'm always dreaming about people who I could maybe get into some ATU rings or clothing. So that's more of a dream than probably a goal. But definitely something that I would love love to happen. Cool,
0: and I think we have to do Spread the Love. All Things Utensils. Absolutely. It will be in the works. Can you imagine? Whatever. Oh, my God. Like a shirt, even with a ring or like I, merch. I know. Oh my gosh. I just think it would be so cool. So that might be in the works. We'll have to see. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here, Kara. Thank you for having me. This was, she is so awesome. And I want you to plug your Instagram. It's just all things utensils, right? Yeah. Just all how it's utensils. spelled, how it's, yeah. How it's said, all lowercase, right? Mm <laughs> hmm. Okay. Go find her on Instagram. She has the coolest posts. It's so fun. Um, and she'll probably be l- releasing something soon. Or over summer. I'm sure a lot of stuff coming. Yeah. Um, and then last thing... I kind of want to just end the podcast. Each time, each guest that I have, I want to end with everyone's favorite song at the moment. Do you have a favorite song currently? Oh my gosh. I
1: love that. So I'm currently making a new playlist. And yes. I like sharing
0: music. Oh I my think, God. I
1: think music is such like a love language of mine. I just think it's so cool. It really like connects. It connects people. And in a it way, really I
0: feel like it's just like Carol's living. Cause it's like your favorite song at the moment. It's like your mood. Or like, how yeah, your life's going at the moment. Yes. So let's hear oh,
1: it. I love it. Okay. So my favorite song I'm currently looking through, I think this song has been on repeat for me for a long time now. And it's the song that I don't think I'll ever get tired of. I think it's a song that I could just listen to all the time. So the song is called Beige by Yolk Lore. Um, and it's <gasps> like, oh my God, I know it. I know it. Do you know the song Avery? It made me cry the Cara, first it's time sad. I listened. To it. Oh it's my God. Such a good, it's I don't good, know. Though. It's the type of like go, you just lay on the floor oh and God. listen. It's I such a good. I always think song.
0: of like a montage with it, you know, like a video. Yep. Oh.
1: And it, it just puts everything into perspective. It really does. For whatever reason, it just it makes you cry in the, in the best in way the best possible, way. makes you cry. Oh,
0: yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Kara. She is a gem. And I hope you enjoyed hearing her story. It has just been super cool to meet someone with a business. And I feel like we've been friends for like years, honestly. I know. like And I love it. It's so fun. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Karo's Living. And I'll see you next time.